This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A tough loss in New York. A focus on the goaltending again. And the Philadelphia Flyers and the Buffalo Sabres part two tonight we discuss in a bit. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, March 31st. Welcome to Caps this morning. Welcome to the end of March here on Caps Radio 24-7. So I wasn't there last night. Ben Raby is going to be picking up a whole lot of what happened with a game with the Rangers. But I can describe this, Ben. I have the game 30 minutes before we go with Carolina-Chicago last night on NBC. I am watching the beginning of the game, which, as it turned out, was a very nice part of the game to watch. A great start for the Capitals, but unfortunately, the Rangers come roaring back. Started out very well from a Capitals perspective. First, you get the good news before puck drop. It's official. Lars Eller returning to the lineup. He makes his return after a seven-game absence due to the lower body injury. So you've got reinforcements. You've got, for the first time in some time, the full optimal lineup. Everyone healthy, present, and accounted for. And then to begin this five-game road trip, Capitals jump out of the gate. They build a 2-0 lead just over four minutes into the first period. Power play goal from TJ Oshie. Even strength marker from Nick Dowd. At one point, the Capitals outshooting the Rangers 9-0. They looked very good early on. And then a sign of things to come late in the first period. A costly turnover from Dmitry Orlov opened the door. Rangers went the other way in transition. Filipino with a breakaway goal. So it cut the deficit in half. It gave the Rangers some life. But I say it was a sign of things to come. The Capitals ultimately falling 5-2. They blew this one in the third period in a big way thanks to self-inflicted wounds. Turnovers, failed clearing attempts, breakaway opportunities that they allowed the Rangers to take advantage of. Peter Laviolette acknowledging postgame. It was just one mistake after another, big mistakes at key moments that the Rangers were able to take advantage of. Their goals were big. They were big mistakes. And so, you know, that there's, there's always mistakes out on the ice, you know, but when they're, when they lead to breakaways or guys point blank in front of the net, those are the, those are the tough ones. I don't think that we've been guilty of a lot of those big mistakes lately, but tonight it caught us and um, it was a difference in the game. So um, like I said, in the second, third period, I don't think it was a quantity thing at all. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was the quality and the, and the chances that they got. So you credit the New York Rangers, John, a pesky young bunch. We've been talking about them for some time, complimenting their play, but they took advantage. Capitals made some turnovers, some self-inflicted wounds. Rangers able to pounce on them uh, en route to the eventual 5-2 win. The discussion, again, comes back to goaltending, and it seems like something that we have talked about daily, and it's like the Dow Jones at this point. Some days it's up, and sometimes it isn't, and this feels like a time where we've had a couple of back-to-back down periods, the third period for Ilya Samsonov in the game against the Rangers at home on Sunday afternoon, and now Vitek Vanacek. It sounds to me from what you have told me and what I've been able to glean that this was certainly not all on him. When the head coach says something like that, this is big mistakes. But you have to look at it and say, yeah, this is a another five spot up on the board. And this is another time where, you know, your goalie didn't get the win anyway. And hopefully there is better to come here with the Islanders coming up next in the front window pretty quickly here. But your thoughts on on the goaltending and where it all figures into all of this. Yeah, so I don't think these two things need to be mutually exclusive here, but the Capitals 
left Vanacek out to dry in certain instances here. There's no question with those turnover issues, with the breakaways that they gave up. But at the same time, I think it's fair to say you need your goaltender to bail you out from time to time. Vanacek has done a lot of bailing out of his teammates maybe earlier this season. But in this particular instance, in this game, I thought Igor Shosturkin of the New York Rangers, I thought he was very good. He turned aside 30 of the 32 shots the Capitals threw his way. And I'll say, John, a turning point in this game, a case could be made, Midway through the second period, Capitals leading 2-1. They had a power play chance midway through the second period, and the Capitals had five shots on goal on that power play. They had a whole lot of sustained zone time. They were moving the puck well. It looked like they, they, all kinds of pressure. The power play looked good. Again, five shots on goal. Shesterkin stopped them all. Your best penalty killer has to be your goaltender, as the cliche goes. He stepped up in that instance, kept it a one-goal game, and gave the Rangers the opportunity to eventually, in the third period, rally and mount their comeback. I thought Shesterkin, when he was called upon to bail out his teammates, he did just that. Whereas Vitek Vanacek, again, I, I feel like it's nitpicking a little bit here, John, because, again, these are these are big mistakes, as, as Peter Laviolette referred to him, that, that the Capitals made in front of Vitek Vanacek. But when they needed a big save or two, they didn't get it in this instance. And I felt watching this game, watching Vanacek and watching Shesterkin, I saw two young goaltenders, one who is trying to become a full-time NHLer, trying to solidify his spot in this league and maybe compete with Samsonov here for the number one spot versus the other side of things, Igor Shesterkin in New York, who continues to solidify himself as the number one with the Rangers. I just thought the Rangers clearly had the better of the goaltending in this matchup and one of the differences in what was ultimately a, a big New York win. Yeah, I mean, these are playoff games. They're not playoff games yet, but they are kind of because these are teams that you're going to see in the first two rounds, and heaven forbid, and we keep saying it, but the Caps better not get the Rangers. This is the one team that they haven't been able to solve, and when you get to that point and you get to that game six or game seven, you're going to need those saves from your guy, and the Capitals are going to have to figure out in the next 11 days, that's how far we are from the trade deadline, whether or not they have their guy or not. And Brian McClellan got dealt a little bit of a bad hand here with Henrik Lundqvist going down. This was a pretty perfect plan, and then it wasn't, and it's been pieced together. There's still a lot of good being done between these two goalies, but uh, questions to be answered between now and the trade deadline. Shifting gears a little bit, Benny, uh, you mentioned Lars Eller coming back. That meant someone had to leave, and that was Richard Ponick on this night. So we'd been speculating for a while that he may be the guy. Turns out that he was. Yeah, and you know what? Also, I've noted in this game, thought Daniel Sprong again showed himself well in this game, and he played uh, primarily on a third line with Jacob Verana and Lars Eller, and thought Sprong, you know, again, we've kind of been debating, is it Sprong, is it Ponick? You figure they might be in the 12-13 category on the depth chart as far as the forwards. I didn't see any indication that Sprong uh, should be taking a seat again, so... Uh, Richard Ponick draw, drew the straw in this one to sit out, and we might, even though they, they blew the lead in this one and fell a tough loss to the Rangers, wouldn't be surprised if we see the same lineup uh, coming up tomorrow night against the Islanders. Yeah, tomorrow night, it comes up pretty quick here. The Caps and the Islanders, and we'll certainly have more on the show tomorrow about the matchup, but just in general, the Islanders have got to be looking at this and just feeling the urgency. You've got Washington in your building. You've got all kinds of back pressure from Pittsburgh, and now suddenly they're right with you in the standings. We'll get to that in a moment. But for the Islanders, the motivation could not be higher coming into this game. And uh, the Capitals, 
you know what? They get a couple of mulligans here or there because of how well they played. It's just on their record alone, only their eighth loss in regulation all season last night. But uh, this is still a big game for the Caps, and they got to get up for it. They got to put the Rangers right behind them and have a real short memory here. To Otherwise, you're going to be looking at the potential of a problem with the Islanders, too. Yeah, two desperate teams. I don't know if desperate, but two teams certainly uh, with some urgency you have to figure come uh, tomorrow night at Nassau Coliseum. Capitals trying to bounce back from this loss. The Islanders, meanwhile, coming off a sweep in Pittsburgh. And now the Penguins suddenly tied with the Islanders for second place in the division. So two teams that I imagine will be pretty amped up for this game. And Capitals have shown themselves well against the Islanders so far this season, most recently snapping what was a nine-game winning streak by the Islanders a couple of weeks ago at Capital One Arena. And that was also a night where Ilya Samsonov played very well, you may recall, in that 3-1 win. So hopefully Samsonov can pick up where he left off against the Islanders from that game, assuming he gets the start tomorrow night uh, at Nassau Coliseum. And he's got good history there. He got his first NHL win yep. in that building and looked uh, real good doing it. So uh, we shall see. Uh, around the Mass Mutual East Division last night, uh, only one other game, and it involved the Boston Bruins. Uh, Bruins needed a shootout, but they took down the Devils 5-4. to four. Bruins needed a win. They got it. Uh, against a Devils team that had frustrated them. So there's certainly got to be some relieving of pressure as far as the Bees are concerned. And a big win for Boston in that it was also the comeback variety trailed the Devils 4-2 to two going into the third period, scored a couple of goals late in that one, set the stage for the eventual shootout win. And Boston at least giving themselves a little bit of breathing room, not much, but a little bit of breathing room as they continue to cling on to that fourth seed in the East division, Philadelphia having won earlier in the week in Buffalo and then the Rangers winning last night over the Capitals. There's some backside pressure. The Bruins are having to deal with and ultimately a big comeback win for them. And of note for Boston, they've been a banged up bunch. We've said throughout the season, they've dealt with COVID they've dealt with injuries starting to get some reinforcements, both Brad Marchand and Brandon Carlo after his 10 game absence, both returned last night in that win over New Jersey. The other games involving uh, things. Well, first of all, by the way, thank you to Zach Fish for uh, filling in for me. Zach's going to be back in tomorrow night as well for the Islander game. I'll be on Minnesota and Vegas, the 1030 game tomorrow night at NBC. So a bit of an extended stay for me out of town. Looking forward to getting back for Friday's game, and I will be. Uh, But thanks to Zach for doing that. Uh, Philadelphia is in Buffalo, a game that will be on NBCSN tonight. Uh, John Forslund and Pierre Maguire will be on the call there. The Sabres, of course, (sighs) <sighs> 18 straights. The Flyers barely escaped with their lives on Monday, Ben. The rematch is coming. I, I don't even – you can't even find words except I, I'm not a Sabres fan. I don't have any tie to the city of Buffalo. I feel badly for them. I feel terrible for their fans. I would like to see this drama ended. And if it came at the expense of the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, the Rangers would certainly be happy about that. The Bruins would be happy about that, perhaps. But again, it's it's high drama, but not necessarily for all the right reasons tonight on national TV. Yeah, we'll see how both teams respond. I know Philadelphia, they weren't happy with the way that game started on Monday night, falling 3 nothing behind before ultimately rallying for that big comeback win in overtime. And from the Buffalo Sabres perspective, how deflating is that the other night? Do you feel you have a team on the ropes? you feel you have an opportunity to at long last end these, uh, you know, almost uh, a month and a half now of misery there since they last won a hockey game? You're so close you could taste it. It's actually now two games in a row 
where they've blown late leads. They did it as well over the weekend against the Boston Bruins. Talk about a team struggling with third periods. The Buffalo Sabres fit that bill. So we'll see how they uh, they respond as well. You got to figure, you got to figure they're getting close to finally getting a win. But I don't know. That may have been a wake-up call as well for the Philadelphia Flyers to uh, to come, uh, come to work prepared uh, tonight when they meet for the rematch. Yeah, it'll be a fun first half of the doubleheader tonight on NBCSN. So uh, check that out while the Capitals will have the day off. The standings on this Wednesday morning look like this. The Capitals in the top spot at 50, but they've got some Lions charging from behind. You've got the Islanders with 48. You've got the Penguins with 48. The head-to-head matchup tomorrow coming, of course, with the Islanders. And then Boston, with the virtue of their win, now at 41 points. Still a long ways off in the distance to the top three for Boston, but Seven points behind the Penguins and the Islanders now for that second-place tie. Philadelphia still on the outside looking in. They were not happy about Boston winning last night. They're three out of a playoff spot. The Rangers get a little bit closer, and at 36 now, they're only five out of a spot themselves. Capitals only with two more games against the Rangers, and those, thankfully, at this point, won't be until the final week of the season, uh, getting into the beginning part of May. Uh, Benny, your final thoughts on the game before we bid adieu and uh, get ready for uh, an off day, a Capitals practice day at Nassau Coliseum today and getting ready for tomorrow night. Yeah, my final thought on the game and, and hate to leave it on a negative note, but I'll say that they've, they've shown this year, they've invited some teams back in when they've had multi-goal leads. They did it Sunday afternoon, right? They had the four, nothing lead, ultimately hang on to a five, four win over the Rangers it's human nature maybe it's natural not to make excuses for them but you let your foot off the gas a little bit when you have a multi-goal lead like that I think what made last night's game against the Rangers a little bit more worrisome is you go into the third period clinging to a one-goal lead so as much as we say they've had third period issues third period struggles this season some of that has been game situation where they've really had multi-goal leads comfortable leads going into the third last night was not one of those instances last night was an instance where the game was in the balance and they let it slip away from them from some, some self-inflicted wounds. And I think that's, uh, that's why Peter Laviolette will certainly, again, have their attention at practice today as they get set for a big one against the New York Islanders tomorrow night. Ben and I will be back tomorrow morning previewing the Islanders game. You will hear that here tomorrow on Caps Radio 24-7, beginning with Caps game day and Ben. And that starts at 4 o'clock network air with Zach Fish and Ken Saverin going to be at 645. Have a smashing Wednesday, Ben. Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.